Hello everybody, welcome back to Chats with Ari. Okay, so um, I'm definitely not getting to all the requests that have been requested because, um, I don't know, like lately I've just been like thinking of new ideas and I feel like those need to be covered first, like the one about the earth. That one was absolutely not planned. Um, I only have one listener on that, which is kind of a shame, but you know what? It's still chill because, ow, I just bit my tongue, um, because I enjoy making podcasts anyways. Um, so I'm currently recording this on a Thursday and my life has just been like, kind of like weird, I guess. Like, I don't know. I'm feeling great about myself currently. Uh, I started writing and I don't know, like if you don't like, I don't necessarily like write like a journal or anything. Like I do have a journal, but like this thing that I'm writing right now, it's not really like a book or anything. It's just like every thought that I have are the things that come into my mind and then I keep them in the back of my mind and then I save them and I write them down at the end of the day and I just like think and I contemplate a lot of stuff and I have so many questions in that book or in this book. I'm actually holding it right now. Um, that I don't even know how to answer. <laughs> so I just kind of like, yeah. But um, anyways, this is a request. This one is a request on what the heck to do with my life after high school. And, um, this one was given to me by, like, a sort of friend of mine, uh, we're, like, not, like, close or anything, but we're, like, I don't know, at least acquaintances, I guess? Anyways, he was in my physics class, and he was really funny, and I really liked the guy, and he could be, like, a comedian or something, so it's kind of, like, surprising that he doesn't really know what he wants to do, but, um, honestly, I totally get the idea that people don't know what they want to do when they're older and you know it's kind of a shame that our society is all like oh you have to choose what you want to be like even before you're out of high school like you could be like 17 or 18 and like like this is like a huge decision and they portray it as something that is like huge and really big and I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine about this the other day other 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 day (laughs) um and it was like a long conversation because I was um at the time I was starting to kind of question what I wanted to do with my life and you know what I'm still in that questioning because I'll tell you that I have an idea of what I want to go into but I'm not 100% sure what I do want to go into, you know? So personally, I think I want to go into the medical field. And the reasoning behind that is because um, I've been told that I'm really good with people. And um, I don't know, I joined, I was in sports medicine this past year, if you didn't know. And if you didn't know, Uh, You probably don't know me because sports medicine is literally all I could talk about last year. So I was in that. And then I also went to the lifeguard training and I got CPR, AED, first aid and lifeguard certified. And, you know, those experiences were really just my favorite things ever. Um, And sports medicine was the only class that I actually cared for and stuff like that. So I don't know. But, like, this whole quarantine thing has me thinking and it's questioning my creative abilities and maybe it's just the moon. (laughs) Um, 
maybe it's just the moon or something, or maybe it's just like my hormones, probably not my hormones, because hormones don't make you question large life decisions like that, do they? There's a bug on my wall. <laughs> I'm clearly perfect for a podcast. Um, But like, I don't know. See, I'm not the one to tell anybody what they should or shouldn't do when they get older. Uh, I think, really, like, this friend that I was talking to, I'm sorry, I got very, very sidetracked. She was telling me and reassuring me that, you know, you can go into college and go in, like, as a undecided major you you don't have to choose your major when you're 18 and uh that was something that like we had this whole conversation on how like there are actually lots of people who go into college and are undecided and then there are lots and lots and lots of people who change what they want to go into a lot like that's a normal thing because expecting a teenager or someone who's just figuring out their life like just starting to get up on their feet to choose something that is going to determine the rest of their life, likely. Um, Really, it's a big decision. It's something very large, and it's definitely difficult. So, I don't know, man. Like, I, I can tell you about my past with what I wanted to be when I grew up, and, um, Yeah, so I'll tell you from the very beginning. And the very beginning is uh, preschool. And ever since preschool on like career day and everything, I was like, I want to be a veterinarian. Because, you know, if they, if anybody like knows me or has known me for a very long time or just like knows me in general, I grew up in a household with lots and lots and lots of pets. So automatically, I was like in love with animals and I love taking care of them. And, you know, I've, I'd, I'd say I've seen some things that a lot of like sheltered children have not. And I saw those things at a very young age too. Um, I was introduced to the concept of death, depth, death at a very young age too. Um, and, you know... I just was always very passionate about the welfare of animals and their well-being, and I always loved them. So I was like, you know what? I think I want to be a veterinarian. And that, I'll tell you, I never had a shift in what I wanted to be when I was younger until probably sixth or seventh grade, and still it was an option for me. It was like something else that I wanted to do. But um, when I got into seventh grade, I decided, sixth or seventh, it was one of the two, I decided that I wanted to be an actress. And, man, um, that was my theater kid stage, and it was also uh, <coughs> my Hunger Games stage. Uh, let's not talk about that. But anyways, oh boy, seventh grade was a time for me, I'll tell you, and I had a blast during seventh grade, and I was very happy, I think, I don't know, it was like, I don't know, middle school is kind of a blur for me, it was like, I, it was a mix between, like, happy and sad, so when I look at it, I think of pink and blue and black, I guess, 
<laughs> and that's just all I can see from um, middle school. Also, red. Um, we're not going to go into why I saw red. The boat. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just saw the opportunity and I took it. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go into like acting and theater and I thought that'd be really cool. But there was this moment when my dad was and I were talking and I was like, I want to be an actress and like I'm going to push for that and I'm going to like do good at it and I really like dance and I like to sing and I'm I'm good at this because I've also been doing oh 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 forgot to mention that I also wanted to be a singer and if anybody knows me I personally do not believe I have the greatest voice I love to sing but I don't think I have an amazing voice and I don't think I could go anywhere with it my friends tell me that I could but uh, they're my friends, and that's low-key what they're supposed to tell me, so, <laughs> let's be honest, uh, I don't think I'm going anywhere with my singing voice, but I also wanted to be a singer throughout elementary school, because from, I was in the children's choir at preschool, save our souls, and, um, I was in choir from first grade all the way until sixth grade, then in seventh grade, I didn't have it until second semester because uh, some other stuff. I think I had drama first semester. Yeah, it was a weird schedule. So if you didn't go to my middle school, ugh. but um, in seventh grade, yeah, I got back into singing after a, a year about of like not singing. Then in eighth grade, I was singing again and. I really liked it then. I was in choir both semesters, and it was probably my favorite class. Uh, obviously a teacher's pet, because low-key, that's who I am as a person, and I'm always trying to get on my teacher's good side. Um, then I got into high school, and, well, no, eighth grade, I, yeah. So seventh grade, I wanted to be an actress or a veterinarian. And then I got into eighth grade, and I was like, I remember the conversation I had with my dad and he, like, my cousin, who is my dad's brother's daughter, get that, Um, my cousin on my dad's side, um, his brother, my cousin's father, was telling her that, like, well, was, like, very ashamed, I guess, to have a daughter who was in theater and who was passionate about theater. And he was like trying to get her to understand that the theater business is a very difficult business and like the show business, I guess. And, you know, she never gave up, which is, oh God. I think my cousin is such an icon. I love her to death. She is so great. She's so cool. Um, I don't know. She's a role model for me and she's a role model like she should be a role model for everybody because like she didn't really listen to what her dad said and her dad's conservative and she like grew up in this super duper Christian household and ended up turning into this person who's like um and nothing against Christians it's just like a very conservative Christian household and the wing of Christianity that she's from says a lot against um anyone who is homosexual of a different race other than Caucasian and like immigrants they're just not the nicest people I guess and she got out of that and 
flourished from it. And she's someone I look up to greatly. And I was supposed to visit her this summer and I was supposed to like spend like a week over with her. But um, we didn't get the opportunity to do that, unfortunately, because of COVID. And I honestly like kind of forgot about it until just now. But like still, that's kind of sad for me because I would have really liked to spend time with her and see like the city that she lives in. But anyways, um, at around that same time that I was going through my theater stage, um, she was like, not necessarily making it big, but she was very involved in theater. And my uncle was telling her that like, you know, you can't really do this as a living, like you're not getting paid enough. And um, my dad like had this full on conversation with me. And he was like, I don't want you to get involved in like pornography or anything. And I don't want like, you to get like raped or anything because of these show business things. And I remember when I was like, maybe 11, when I was first starting, like, there's like that period of time I feel every girl goes through or every person goes through maybe I don't know just the people that I know specifically we go through a stage that we want to be famous for an art for like singing or dancing or something like that like we want to be famous and um when I was maybe 10 11 right in there I signed myself up for a modeling agency, like, audition sort of thing. And I went there, and they were ultimately impressed with my 11-year-old self marching myself right into John Casablanca's office, going to this, like, little audition thing. And uh, my mom was there, and she made sure everything was okay. But, like, my dad was telling me at that time, like, I don't want you to, like, get kidnapped and end up like some of these um, pop stars and these stars from, like, the 60s. And there's this one star that I remember specifically. She got involved in an agency, and the agency ended up, like, using her for her body, and the producers and the directors always, like, just used her, and it was just, like, this whole thing, and my dad had that worry. So he low-key kind of scared me from being an actress, and that was kind of tough for me. I mean, I really liked acting, and after eighth grade, I never did it again because um, I was more focused on dance, I guess. And I don't know, I still like acting, and I use acting in my everyday life. That is why I can be a very good liar. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Um... (laughs) But anyways, after that was over, like, I still wanted to be an actress into eighth grade, but then I started looking into the medical field because of Grey's Anatomy, and, uh, that was my Grey's Anatomy phase. That was kind of fun, but, I mean, I never got into it too crazy. I mean, I had Patrick Dempsey as my wallpaper, but it was never, like, too crazy or anything, and, um... I actually did really good with my grades in eighth grade now that I look back dang like I did really good um but I don't know at that time I was still kind of like what do I want to be like I don't think I want to be a veterinarian before anymore because like I liked animals but I didn't think that I could go through with putting an animal down because uh mm, I don't know when it was exactly it was definitely not sophomore. It was either, yeah, it was eighth grade. It was eighth grade. Um, my mom, well, my dad was gone on a trip because he's a pilot. 
and I'll talk about him in a second. Um, my mom and I were home, and we had a cat who was very sick, and she was suffering. So we both made this decision that it would be best to euthanize her because of her um, suffering, and we were just so upset to see her, and she was in a lot of pain. So um, I had to take her in there by myself, and my mom, like, she was like, are you sure you can do this? And I was like, yeah, I can handle it. Like, this is something, like, that I have to learn to toughen up to, and I have toughened up to, and because of, like, growing up around, like, animals, and I've seen death before, it's like, I already knew what it was like. It wouldn't be much different, but it was a little bit different because I was holding her and I was the only girl in the room and I was well not the only girl like girl no I was the only person in the room who was like like, who knew the cat personally you know I mean like don't ever like shit on me for that oops sorry um sorry college admission boards um (laughs) I don't know I just had to grow some thick skin and I toughened it out and I like cried a little bit but uh you know, I never, I didn't cry that much because I'd grown such tough skin due to everything else. Uh, but it was very upsetting because it was like the first euthanasia thing that I've ever seen and it was upsetting to me. So, or the first one that I had to do, cause like, I guess it's, it's not like a rite of passage in my house or anything. It's just like my mom's done it, my dad's done it, I've done it now, and my brother hasn't, and he's lucky he hasn't, but one day, I well, actually, you know what, now that I think about it, like, he wasn't the only one, um, we had to put our dog down a while ago, um, Oscar, and Oscar was his best friend, and, oh, I feel bad for my brother, uh, they were really close, and the dog was scary as bats, but, <laughs> I don't know, Yeah, anyways, I decided not to be a vet after that, and I started focusing on more, like, the medical field. And I remember applying for classes in eighth grade, going into freshman year, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take all my, like, I'm going to take history, Spanish, and I know I'm going to have kind of crappy freshman year, but it'll be fine. And then I was like, because I want to take sports medicine, next year and I want to take dance next year so that's exactly what I did during my sophomore year that is exactly to the letter t what I did and I also took physics and physics was very hard and I will tell you right now I did not do that amazing in physics this year um I pushed really hard and I thought I was going to get a b in physics but it turned out I ended up getting a c and basically I have no excuse for my English grade I quit I got so tired emotionally drained at the end of the year and I was just not there for it I was not in a good mental state so I just like couldn't go on (sighs) but I tried for physics I put in my all for physics I will tell you that right now um and I like pushed for that but yeah and I took sports medicine and man Since the first day of sports medicine, I will tell you my first day. My first day, hi, I'm Mr. Harvey. You guys can call me Joe because I'm, like, sports medicine, and that's that's just what they call me. 
Um, and he just kind of like introduced the class to us and I was very, very nervous. And, uh, I remember there was another guy named Ari in the class and I go by Ari. So it was like, okay, uh, you're your last name and you're Nelson. So in that class, I was known as Nelson and I like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know, but it was, it was the first day we watched a video of all these different, like, crazy fractures in sports that happened. And, like, they're, like, insane compound fractures and crazy dislocations and, like, oh, ankle inversion and ankle eversion and not an actual barfing sound because I can stomach it now, but, oh. And I don't know, like, the the entire year, I, like, pushed so hard for that class. And I remember telling some of my sports medicine friends, like, this is the only class that I care about. And anybody who knew me, this is what I care about. This is what she's, like, this is what Ari does. Like, Ari just talks about sports medicine. That's it. And she only studies for sports medicine. And I stayed up for sports medicine. And I cried for sports medicine. And, like, the blood shed in, like, the blood, the tears, and the night's, that I stayed up super late until like two in the morning because I had danced that night and then I also had a test the next day and I had to study for the test. The amount of effort that I put into that class was insane. And I'm willing to do it again for advanced next year because guess what, BB? I'm going to be an advanced sportsman next year and I'm also hopefully going to have an internship. So I can't wait to go back. Um, But I don't know. It's like, I can't tell you exactly what it's like to know what you want to be because at the moment, I'm not 100% sure what I want to be. I've gone back and forth from surgeon to pediatrician because that's why I took the class originally. I wanted to be a pediatrician, well, originally a pediatric surgeon. Then I wanted to be a pediatrician because I don't know if I could be a surgeon. I don't think I have like the guts to be a surgeon. And I also want to... um have a family and stuff. And like, yeah, you can have a family with, um, surgery, but like, it's a lot more difficult and I want to be a family mom and I do want to be there for my kids. So I'd rather be something like a pediatrician or a dentist. I also wanted to be a dentist at one point. And then I wanted to be an EMT and I realized the pay grade for an EMT is so incredibly low. It's unfair how low they get paid. They get paid worse than teachers in Arizona. And I find that terrible because like they are the first on the scene. They are first responders and they are ultimately in charge of taking care of people's lives. They are the reason that people stay alive. So other than bystanders and people like lifeguards, but lifeguards are actually first responders. So yeah, but, uh, I went through all these different options like gynecologist, OBGYN, that's what a gynecologist is, um, and, like, I don't know, currently, I have no idea what I want to be because I've been exploring the creative side of me, and I got back into singing, and I got back into writing, and I don't know, I don't know what I want to do right now, but, When you find something that you're passionate about and you can't stop talking about it and it's all you want to do and you're willing to risk and put aside your sleep, your happiness, you know, well, you should be happy doing whatever you're doing when you're older. 
But if you're willing to like put like put so many other things at risk, I say go for it. Um, my friend's brother, he definitely does not listen to this podcast. But if my friend is listening to this and she cares to show this to him, um, dude, you know, I feel like people are given a certain talent when they're born. And it's not like when they're born, it's just like you are genetically designed to be some better at something than somebody else. Like, I will never be as good at math naturally as my brother is. He's very good at math, and I'm not going to be as good at math as he is. Because, like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a math person. But that's just something I know, and it's something he knows too. So he's better at math, but I'm way, way better at anything involving English and language. So, you know, we have that difference. And it's like, you are better than somebody else at something. So once you find something that you're really passionate about and something that you really like, you think you could do something with this, I would say go for it. Um, and I told you guys I would talk about my dad a little bit. Um, my dad, I can't tell you when exactly he decided he wanted to be a pilot, but from the time, or why, like what caused him to want to be a pilot, but he, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, um, from the time he was little, like seven, eight, he always wanted to be an airline pilot, and he got his pilot's license before he could drive, which I find really cool. Um, I think that's the craziest thing. And uh, there's this one story that he tells people sometimes. Um, the people were, like, they have this little airport in the town that he grew up in, and he went on a flight. Like, he used a plane because he had a flight instructor or something. And he took his dad on the plane, I think. And anyways, his mom was wondering where he was. So she called around and she called, uh, I think she ended up calling the airport or some somebody. But anyways, someone told her that Dan was flying to Japan. Little did she know it was Japan, New Mexico, which is a, that's a place, but, um, she, like, lost it and went bonkers and started freaking out, but he always wanted to be a pilot, and he pushed himself and almost killed himself, like, not literally, but, like, he bent over backwards for his teachers and for school, and he didn't go to parties, he didn't do anything but study, because that's all he wanted to do, and I'm not saying that that was healthy, I will never say that that was healthy and I don't support how he did it because I think there are way better things to get what you want or to be what you want. Um, but you know, he like, he, he knew what he wanted to do and there was nothing that was going to get in his way. His mom wasn't fond of him being a pilot, but his dad was there all the way. I'll tell you that. And I don't know. He, he just, he just knew. He knew that he wanted to be a pilot. 
And I think there's a moment that everybody realizes, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do with my life. Like, or everybody, like, has, like, this little idea in the back of their head, like, what they want their life to be like when they're older. And I'll tell you right now, you're not going to get there unless you work your butt off for it. And I say that goes for anything. And um, back to what I was telling the friend's little brother. (sighs) Honey, life is all about taking risks. So it sounds cliche, and it is a cliche. But man, if you are given a talent like the one that you have, and you let that go by the wayside, man. You're never going to forgive yourself and you're not going to be truly happy because something that you're really talented at, it's likely that you enjoy doing it because you're good at it. And um, it's like people who sing, they enjoy singing because they're good at singing. (laughs) That's just kind of how it goes. Excuse me. But, you know, I don't know. I say... Go for whatever your heart desires. And, you know, you may have absolutely no idea what you want to be at the end of the day. But eventually you'll figure it out because you have some time. If you're my age, you have some time. You have quite a bit of time. And keep in mind, you can go into college undecided. Um, and that also brings up another topic. What if I don't want to go to college? Oh, I'm so sorry that this is so long. Um, but, like, you don't want to go to college. Why? Why don't you want to go to college? You don't want to go to school anymore? Or what is it? Like, I think, I think college is something that everybody should go to. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to go. I'm saying it's a good place to go if you don't know what you want to do with your life. Because you can drop out. You can drop out of college. Um, And a lot of people use college as a way to find out what they want to do with their lives. And I think that's kind of beautiful, you know? You know? Ugh, I hate it. I hated how I sounded right there. (laughs) But it's like, you know, like, you don't have to figure out everything right now. It's kind of like some people don't find out what they really like to do until they're, like, in their 40s or whatever. It's And the same thing, like, it applies to so many other things, like... There is no limit, like age limit, to finding what you like to do or what you love to do. And once you find that thing, I say go for it. As long as it keeps a roof over your head, it feeds you and whoever else you want under that roof. As long as you're able to, as long as you are happy and you find that ultimate happiness that you've been searching for for your entire life and that moment of completion and this that moment of realization like this is what i want to do and this is where i want to be in 5 years and this is what i like yeah once you get to that point you need to be happy and once you have everything that you ever wanted you should be happy and um another thing i'd like to bring up is the materialistic things you know my parents have tried to get through my head my entire life that materialistic things are not like all that matters and I'm gonna stand by that but at the same time you do need to be able to provide for yourself and you do need to be able to provide for your family and 
you know, stuff like that. Because, you know, you don't want to be 27 and living in your basement or in your old childhood bedroom. Not going to school, not making any leeway with any career of any sort. You do want to figure it out by then. But, um, I don't know, man. I wish I could give you a direct answer, but it's about so many different things. And finding out what you want to do with your life, it's... There is a moment of realization, and I'll tell you that. And there's um that, like, feeling like I'm willing to give up everything for this one thing so I can do it more. Like, because I love it. And I say whatever that is, I say you go for it. Because... You deserve to be happy. And whatever makes you happy, makes you happy. So I say go for it. I feel like that was a giant circle. And uh, it went around a lot. But um, I'm going to end the podcast right here. So um, thank you so much for listening. If you did through that three minute or 33 minute. Good morning. (laughs) 33 minute podcast. So yeah, um, anyways, I hope you guys have an amazing week, and I will talk to you guys next Saturday. So thank you so much for listening. Please share and um, make any requests to me if you ever want me to. Um, It would really mean the world to me. And yeah, alrighty. Bye! (laughs)